Hey, thank you for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date with all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now enjoy this message. As Christians, we often talk about our relationship with the Lord. We say things like, man, I, I really just want to strengthen my walk with God. I just want to strengthen that relationship. I want to get closer to Jesus. And so how do we do that? What can we do in our life to get closer to God? I'm going to give you something very easy, very practical, and a little bit challenging today. And we know the answer. And it's very obvious. And I'm going to say something you probably already know. But we're going to dive into it just a little bit deeper. So what is it in our relationship with the Lord that really makes it thrive? The truth is this, is that that one ingredient in that relationship with God, if we want to walk close to Him, if we want to know Him deeper, it's communication. And what is communication? Communication is simply prayer. When we talk about prayer, we often make it sometimes very mysterious, and, and it is a spiritual thing, but in reality, it's communication with God. And the truth is that every relationship that we have within our own lives, it thrives with healthy communication. We have to be able to communicate with one another and communicate with the Lord. This is the foundation of our relationship with our Father. This is the bridge. This is what, what, what helps us to thrive and to know God deeply. This is the bridge. This is the ingredient to have that successful and close relationship with the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 19, it says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. See, this communication that we're talking about, God desires to have that communication with you. God desires to have that connection with you, not just surface level connection, not just, uh, you know, go into prayer five minutes and get out just to check it off your list. No, prayer and communication is a deep connection to God, and He desires that for us, and He desires to have that with us. So here are some key things about prayer that I believe will, will encourage you and will provoke you just a little bit. So number one, prayer, it must be personal. Prayer cannot just be repetitious words, but prayer has to be something from the heart. In Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, it says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank God that I am not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you this sinner, not the Pharisee, return home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And when prayer is from the heart, when it becomes a personal thing with the Lord, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes something that we put in our routine every single day. It's something that we prioritize in our life. Prayer becomes a lifestyle for us. It's something we live out. It's who we are. We don't have to fake it for somebody else. We don't have to sound good for somebody else because we know that we have a personal 
prayer life with the Lord. And in that personal prayer life, it has to become your lifestyle. It has to be something you do every single day. Consistent communication, a lifestyle of prayer. Luke 5, 16 says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Prayer must be a priority. We must make time for prayer. Again, if Jesus often withdrew himself to pray, how much more should we be people of prayer? So number one, prayer is personal. It's, it's communication with the Lord. It's from the heart. It becomes a lifestyle. Number two, prayer is powerful. It accomplishes a lot. In fact, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, when he is giving us a model to pray, he, he tells us to call on heaven to earth, to say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's more powerful than that? And the only thing that can accomplish that powerful move of God is prayer. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So prayer accomplishes much. Prayer can change the course of a nation. It can change the culture of a city. Even with all the bad that's going on in the world, God's will can still be done, and it's done through people of prayer. It takes his sons and his daughters to have that relationship with him, to spend time in the secret place, to have that communication with the Father, that personal prayer life, to have a powerful prayer life. If prayer is not personal, if it's not real communication with the Lord, then there is no power. power the power comes from who we pray to. It's powerful if we really want to see a move of God, if we want to see God's power touch the earth, if we want to see the revival that we've been, we've been believing for, we've been praying for, then it comes through prayer. So number one, prayer is personal. It's a lifestyle. It's a habit. It's a relationship. It's communication. It's from the heart. Number two, prayer is powerful. It accomplishes a lot. And number three, the last one, but something that I believe is the most challenging one, is prayer is provoking. Psalm chapter 129, verse 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So prayer gives God the opportunity to search our heart. Remember this, that prayer is relationship. It's communication. It's a conversation. It's not just one person talking the entire time, but it's two people having a conversation with one another. It's a two-way street. So in prayer, as we search the depths of God, God also will search the depths of our hearts. And when God searches the depths of our hearts, he finds things that are offensive to him. He finds things that we need to change. He finds things that we need to sacrifice. We need to give up. We need to surrender. And that is where the provoking comes in because God will challenge us to change. In prayer, we are provoked to live a godly lifestyle and to leave our old life in the old life and to forget about the life that we used to live and walk in a new life in Christ. This happens in prayer. It's provoking. It's challenging. It'll challenge you to forgive. It will challenge you to sacrifice. It will challenge you to witness. It will challenge you to do what God has called you to do. So prayer, it's provoking. It's challenging. And in this provoking, in these provoking moments and in this challenge, prayer also compels guidance. It allows God to lead our life. James 4, 13 through 15 
says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. In prayer is where God's will is revealed. In prayer is where we learn to say, God, what do you want me to do today? God, what do you want from my life? Lord, what have you called me for? What have you have you purposed me for? Lord, do you want me to take that job? Do you want me to get into that relationship? Lord, what do you want me to do? It's his will. It's revealed to us in prayer. And when the will of God is revealed through prayer, we have the choice to walk in obedience or in rebellion. But, but nevertheless, Prayer compels guidance from the Holy Spirit. And then we choose if we're going to be obedient to that or not. Prayer shows us what we should do. It shows us the will of God. But prayer, as it compels that guidance, it's also an escape from temptation. When you're in a moment of temptation, when you're in a moment where you feel like doing what you used to do or going back to your old way of living, you can go to prayer and find that guidance and escape from temptation. So number one, prayer is personal. It's a personal relationship with the Lord. It's heart to heart. It's communication. Yes, it must be reverence. And yes, there's something, it's very sacred and it's important. But remember, it's a conversation between you and the Lord. Number two, prayer is powerful. It accomplishes a lot. If you're a son or daughter of the Lord, then you have the authority to ask him his will and it will be accomplished. Prayer is powerful. Number three, prayer is provoking. It provokes us to change and challenge and sacrifice. It compels us to guidance, to understand his will and have the opportunity to walk in obedience. So a prayer life is important. It's communication with the Lord. It matters that you pray. So if you haven't been praying, I challenge you today to get back into the secret place, get back into your prayer room and establish that communication with your father again. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.